<sighs> this is all the guff that everyone else misses out on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the padding and, oh, we're ready? Okay, um, uh, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> oh. Right. Okay, ready? Here, yep. let's go. Hello there, this is Tim from the Appy Times podcast, and you're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Hello everyone, and welcome to another wonderful edition of Apotheosis of a Bombast. I'm Elton, I'm in the UK, and joining me as always is my wonderful psychic, Mr. Scott Copperman. How are you? I'm very good, very good. Yes, I'm still here in the United States. Yes, you haven't moved out yet. No, no. Missed the boat. So Ah. it'll be another, another, uh, we'll try again in another week, see if I can catch the boat and make it over. You can always walk. Or swim. Well, um, <laughs> not a very good start, is it? That's fine. <laughs> I, I just feel so out of practice with this. I don't know why. Let, let's go on with this audio. Let's get this out of the way. Might as well. Okay. Uh, to start off the show, we had an audio clip from our wonderful friend Ori Studfarm or Anthony from the Scarcast podcast. Now, he sent us, uh, I think he sent a, a couple of uh, podcasts some jokes and he sent it to us for some reason which is fine by me I've got no problem in receiving email but he said that um, we should try it so let's see if this works hello it's Ori Stud Farm here a couple of jokes for you Uh, my favourite joke followed by my 10 year old's favourite joke followed by my 6 year old's favourite joke my joke a man he walks into the bar and in his hand, he's got a great big steaming pile of dog shit. He walks up to the barman and he says, Look at that. Look what I've just nearly trodden. Right. My ten-year-old daughter's favourite joke. What's black, white, black, white, black, white, black, white? A penguin rolling down a hill. <laughs> right. Now this one, you've got to, got to listen to this one. This is my six-year-old's favourite joke. What's black, white... Black, white, black, white, and red. A penguin rolling down a hill in a blender. Which really cracked me up when she told me that. This is from a six-year-old. Right, she then went on to explain that the red is from the blender. It's a red blender. And there was me thinking that the red was blood. <laughs> anyway, catch you later. Clearly a guy with far too much time on his hands. <laughs> that was cute. Anyway, moving swiftly on, uh, today is the uh, day that we close the uh, Bombast Human competition, don't we? Yes, it is. Uh, So, no more entries. I think we had one final one from James Wiggle. I'll get his name right later on. He sent us his brain. Still Mm. no gender, though. No boobies, no winky, no... That makes it more a, a universal fit. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that is one or the other. It's, it's all. It is both and yet neither at the same exactly. time. <laughs> what a wonderful philosophy! But That's thank right. you, everyone who sent their um, body parts in. You're all very wonderful in my eyes. Uh, we get it. I'll get it drawn up very soon, presented in a frame, and then we'll draw some winners out of the hat once it's all ready to go. I suppose. Yeah, but if you do not want to win it, you can certainly send a note saying that too. Remove me from the <laughs> from the drawing. Or just send us an email saying, I don't want to win it. That's right. Because <laughs> it actually started out as uh, you had solicited body parts that people did not want. Yeah. You know, someone they wanted to get rid of or that they were particularly proud of. So That's right, I yeah. I think the tone of a lot of the donations have been... I'm proud of this. I like my eyelashes. I like, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's but right. someone may be trying to, you know, no one donated a wart or a callus or the fatty tumor on the back of my leg. I'd like to donate that and then regret giving it, receiving that back. So, no, that's right. But we did have a, um, a little dispute 
uh, earlier during this week, didn't we? We had an audio boo. Hang on, let me pull up the audio boo. Had an audio boo from Trekkie Geek, who's asking where his chin was. Now, let me play this to you. Oi, McManus, I've got a bone to pick with you. I was listening to an apotheosis of a bombast today, which is a fine show. And um, you were doing your bombast human, and you went through the list of people you have. Yet, you seem to forget my magnificent chin, which I have offered you before. What? Don't say what? I didn't say action. Anyway, my magnificent chin, which you were only too pleased to accept before. What is it now? You're going to found a better offer, have you? Tim's chin was all right, but now we found something better. Well, let me tell you, sunshine, you will not find a better chin on the tinternet than the one I have here. You ask all my mates, it's magnificent and glorious in its handsomeness. So I offer you again my chin, and I expect a full apology, heartfelt and meaningful, in the next edition of Bombast. Otherwise, I shall take my chin elsewhere. I've had other offers, you know, but I'm holding out for you guys, because I love you. Anyway, um, it's great, my chin, as is your show. Uh, it's all great, so I'm going to go now. Um, cheerio, bye bye, and uh, ta ta. <laughs> I have a great chin. Right, that's all we got from him. Now, I thought that was a wonderful little extract from him. I thought it is. I can respond to it, and uh, but but you felt that there was an it was an error, right? That he was wrong to have called us out. Well, I like the way that he's oi. Where's my chin? Blah, blah, blah. But if you go back to the original Bombast Human episode, which wasn't actually numbered, you'll find this. Uh, Tim from Appetines. He sent us his chin. <gasps> now, did you hear that? I did hear that. And what did it say in it? It said that he had offered us his chin. Hang on a minute. Uh, Tim from Appetines. He sent us his chin. That's right. Well, he sent us his chin. It's already been on there. So, Mr. Trekkie Geek, I want an apology back. I might have to intervene here and, and uh, take a little bit of blame for this here because you may remember there were three issues regarding Tim's chin. First of all, there was uh, rumored staining. Uh, there were some things going around the internet about um, like a saw stain that, that possibly hadn't been attended to in a timely fashion. And we weren't quite sure, you know, if that fit the look of what we were going with with the bombast human, uh, so we were going to send it back and ask him to to kind of tidy it up a bit, and obviously that got tabled. And then there was a secondary issue of uh, rumored piercing. Uh, I, you know, some people are big fan of of piercings, tongue piercings, noses, nipples, whatever. Uh, the chin piercing, again, it was a rumor. I, I have yet to to find out for sure whether it's true or not. But uh, there's something about that that just makes my whole body like quiver as I think about like the process of inserting a piercing in your chin. Not you lip, get, but chin. Can you get chin piercings then? I, I think you can. I, I don't... I guess it's not the obviously the bone, but I, I guess you can no. really reach deep and get that ring down, down low in, in the goatee region. Oh, dear. Okay, uh... This is like a little sidetrack. What would be the worst part of your body to be pierced? Ah, uh, you, you don't want to go that way. I do. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Come on, let's do it. I want to do it. What, <sighs> what would it be? I actually, although there are many places that I'm sure, uh, you, you got to see. I'm already in like the fetal position here in my chair. <laughs> but uh, uh, for me, it would have to be something like an eyelid or something like that. Just because, even though it might not be as painful or as it's quirky. It's the constant reminder, and I, my eyes are really bad anyway, and I have this like deep-rooted fear of of someday going blind. Yeah. So like that, the, you know, oh, coming at me with the needle. Yeah. Oh, piece of metal hanging out of my eye. Ooh. That's ugh, that's the spot for me. Because I had a friend, no names, but he knows who he is, who had 
His winky pierced. <laughs> but they said they had to get it hard to put it in. They had to <laughs> give him an injection to make him all like stiff and erect and prompt. And uh, is that Prince Albert? I think it's called. Now I'm glad he never showed it to me because I, to be honest, didn't really want to see it. But no, no, thank you. I've always liked like eyebrow piercings and tongue piercings. Like, I, I mean, there's a, a look to it and all, and I don't mean eyebrow. I mean like like an eyelid or something. Which yeah. Be, uh, yeah. So it like, scratches uh, on your eye all the time. Yeah. Every time you look around, uh, you go, ah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Well, and then there was the third issue. I'm going to move right out of this conversation. The third issue with Tim's chin was uh, a prior claim. Some ownership uh, somewhere back. Uh, I forget the date we were given. I think it was like 1993. Something about a park bench and some cute blonde. You know, he promised himself to her. And however <laughs> it was phrased. Um, we did receive an email uh, after... Elton made the announcement of the gift of the chin. Um, so this this woman is laying claim to Tim's chin, saying that he had given that and other parts unto her, and therefore it was legally hers. She wanted money, and we were like, yeah, just screw that. We're not. We'll get someone else's chin, or we'll go chinless if we have to. Yeah, no chins. I think but, we should uh, uh, dedicate this episode actually to Tim's chin. Well, that's you have to make sure your chin has cleared waivers. So that's that was what we were waiting to see happen, and um, we'll continue to look into it on Tim's behalf. If he feels it's all squared away, that it's clean, unpierced, and entirely his to give, yeah, we're absolutely happy to have it. But uh, I'm sure we... he understands we got to protect ourselves. Yeah. When you was a kid, did you ever say itchy beard? Uh, this is going on 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 the chin thing because when I was a kid, whenever something was uh, say someone was telling a lie to you. Then you'd have around about ten or fifteen kids standing around, stroking their chins, going, "Hmm, itchy beard or chinny recon." Did you ever had that? No, my only reference to an itchy beard would be if a beard was truly itchy. You know, some <laughs> some uncle or something coming and getting a little too close, and like, "Ooh, the tickles or itches or." Yeah. Now we otherwise we, we had it all the way through school, probably from well, let me think, probably about. 1989, all the way up until I left school, is always, hmm, itchy beard, or hmm, chinny record. <laughs> well, I guarantee you that someone uses that as a uh, screen name on America Online, or on Twitter, or, you know. Yeah, I wonder if there's an itchy beard Somebody is Twitter. itchy beard. Well, now I'm, I'm going to have to find out. Give me one sec. Alrighty. Itchy beard. I've pumped it into Google. This man, this beard is itchy. This beard is itchy. Beard is itchy. Beard is itchy. Don't know what they deal with with this beard. It's so itchy on my neck. It's just blokes moaning. Oh, one woman and yeah, blokes just moaning about my itchy beard. So there we go. No one actually called itchy beard. Quite disappointed in that now. So anyway, Tim, we did say it. We put it in there, and so. Apologies will be accepted very soon. I don't mind. <laughs> and so I said, you'll never make the charges stick unless you find the bodies. Well, it seems we have company, mate. Ah, yes. Welcome. I'm Lee. And I'm Darren. And together we are... The, the Black, Black Dog Podcast. Podcast. So, old chum, I'd like to ask, as I'm sure many of our listeners would too... What exactly does the phrase black dog mean? Well, I'm glad you ask. A black dog is a blanket that smothers one's emotions, crushing them down into a colourless pit of despair, self-loathing and manic depression wrapped around one's cold, dead black soul. That sounds like one of our nights out. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I will kill again. So, tell me about the Black Dog Podcast. Well, I'm happy to tell you that the Black Dog Podcast is now pouring of ideas, news, rose-tinted specs, and shitty superheroes that's updated every week for our listeners out there in cyberspace land. In short, it's a single ray of sunshine in my otherwise pitiless barren existence. Sounds great. So what you're saying is this podcast is a forum for you to express yourself, your thoughts and feelings, to ease the pain of your hollow life. No. 
That's what this handgun and bottle of scotch is for. I'll drink to that. Chin chin. The Black Dog Podcast. If you're not listening to it, I'm going to come to your house and attack you in the night. Any, any, um, uh... Stories from where, around where you are, because I've got two stories from me in my personal life. Yep, I have. Oh, well, from around the house. Uh, yeah. No, things are relatively calm and simple and and mundane at the moment. So. Okay. Good. Happy to put the spotlight on you. <laughs> right. Well, uh, my first bit of news. I'll go for the gory one after. The first bit of news. I I grew up two weeks ago. Me and Boudoir actually went out and bought a new sofa. <laughs> We've never bought a sofa before. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's like our first one ever. It's like three-piece suite. It cost a fair few pennies as well, I must admit. But it just feels... I know we've bought a house together. I know we've had other bits together, like TVs and DVDs and computers. But a sofa's just a bit different. So, uh, so you went out to buy the sofa and it was you couldn't go through with it or it was... It's one thing that we've been pondering on for a long, long time, and it's just a matter of time when waiting for the right one to turn up, really. It seems really weird. It's like going out and buying a car. You either like one style or the other person likes the other style, don't they? And, yeah, have to, like, compromise yeah. in the middle sometimes. But this one worked out fine, so... But as we was going around the, the showrooms, they got all these new electric chairs. You know, like, the... the um recliners where you used to have like the little flappy paddle you used to pull it up and your feet used to shoot out and then you could lean back in it they're all electric now and my mm-hmm. kids must have done around about what, a thousand miles on each of these because they're <laughs> sitting it and it they all plug into the wall and one kid are sitting there and bzz, go down bzz, come up and then they'd swap over and bzz, down bzz, up as long as it's not wrapped in plastic and people are allowed to actually sit on it yeah, view the sofa, don't sit on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's people that do that. Oh, yeah, and it's wrong. Yeah. The creepy story of my week, uh, I, I've i been doing a bit of decorating around my house, and I had to go to the shed to pick some, uh, I think, some tools out of the shed. And where my shed is, it's at the bottom of the garden, or t- towards the corner of the garden, and you've got big trees overgrown over the top of it. And you have to walk under these trees to get to the front of the shed. And I walked there, and the 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 sky was overcast, so it, it looked like it was going to rain, but it wasn't raining. As I was walking to the shed, uh, or as I got to the shed and was unlocking the door, it felt like it was raining. And I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. And looked at my arm to see the rain falling on me, and it wasn't rain. It was wow. these little black things. And they look like seeds, first off. And then all of a sudden, their legs popped out. And it was just spiders falling from the trees. <laughs> and I must uh, have been covered in around about 20 or 30 of them. It's horrible. Uh, I ran screaming, like a little girl. Are they still there? So, like, if you go back, are they going to... I don't do know. Do you have to stay, stay clear of the area? Or are they... I like sort of... Came and went. I sort of managed to get the door open ever so slightly and jimmied it open and every time I needed something out of the, uh, the shed I used to sprint past where I was but it was just a gross <laughs> moment where you had spiders falling from the sky on oh, you. Oh yeah. It was like, yeah. Ooh. I was told one of my mates and they told the uh, the myth story of uh, a spider bedding itself underneath your skin and oh, yeah. uh, in the bath they... You know, it, it all warms up, and so they they burst out, and uh, you're covered in spiders everywhere. And, uh. There's something about spiders that, like a story like that, everybody can visualize. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things, someone could say, "I went through this, and I saw this happen," and you just can't. You can understand the reaction they're having, but you can't create the experience in your head. But yeah, yeah, you know, what you just described, pretty much everybody can can envision and. Feel in a phantom kind of way. Yeah, well, everyone's heard that story, though, haven't they? You know, someone's scratching, and all of a sudden, yeah. thousands oh, yeah. of spiders. Oh, but... Urban legend thing, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Your body wouldn't be able to take that. You'd, you'd feel something wriggling underneath. It's not like a little spot, and all of a sudden, millions of spiders just burst out. Yeah, well, and the movie version of that always is a small little 
growth out of which pour fistfuls and fistfuls of spiders. So yeah. just like the physics of it just don't work, but it, well, the skeevy factor is definitely there. Yeah, there is a part in uh, the film The Mist. Have you seen that? No. Okay, there's... No, it's, it's, it's not sort of a spoiler alert. No, it won't be, but anyway, spoiler alert. Um, there's a part in there where uh, they, they go into a, a chemist. There's guys trapped in a uh, a shop. And they have to go to the chemist for some reason. I can't remember why. I don't really care why. But they had to go to the chemist. And there's lots of mist around them. It's all very spooky. And they meet a guy in there. And he's sort of strung up. And then all of a sudden he falls over. Hits the floor. As soon as he hits the floor he bursts. And all these little spidery type creatures just fly everywhere. As if like mm. his whole body was absorbed by these little spidery things. And that's the kind of thing I visualise. I'm getting all creepy and crawly at the moment. I feel like spiders are crawling all over me. Sorry if you don't like spiders. Well, that's what I mean. It's one of those things where, like, as the story goes on, it's just everybody's envisioning spiders and they're feeling it on their arm and then the back of their neck. And it's you turn and you're looking. And it's it, it, there's just stuff going on that uh, isn't really there. But yeah. the power of the words are just well, just too much. Yeah, it's like. If you do turn around and say spiders, then people think about them straight away, don't they? If you talk about yawning, then normally if if someone's listening to you, someone in the room will start to yawn, won't they? It's like watching a, someone yawn on TV. You you just have to mm-hmm. uh, uh, have to do it, have to go through the motions for some weird reason. Or if someone turns around and says, how many teeth have you got in your mouth? You automatically count them, but it's always... Counting them with your tongue, which I always find bizarre. But then again, you're not going to stick your mouth, your, your finger in your mouth, and go on, you're not going to do that, <laughs> are you? But everyone counts their teeth with their tongue. It's very bizarre. You're counting your teeth with your tongue now. No, I'm not. I'm just thinking of whether I do that. I don't. If you ask me to count my teeth, I'd use my finger. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, because my tongue isn't doesn't differentiate well enough between my teeth. You know, it's like one. It's like touching uh, just a, a block of Legos. Yeah, you can't tell them apart. So it's the same kind of effect for my tongue. I guarantee someone is counting their teeth with their tongue right now. And if you are, then email in or Twitter us. If you are, I have this to say to you: nine, ten, thirteen, three, two, one, <laughs> six. Oh, did I mess you up? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking about the power of words. I have a, a news story I'll share with you, a real news story. Go on, him. It's just happening. It's breaking news, literally. And ironically, it happens in the shadow of um, this company that I, I work for out in California. Um, but the short version of it is the school district, the school district called Menifee, M-E-N-I-F-E-E, uh, over the last, say, 48 hours, has decided they have to remove all of the dictionaries in their school well maybe not i shouldn't say all the dictionaries in the school it's the merriam-webster dictionaries 10th edition okay because they have an entry on oral sex well and they have to remove it because of that yes there's no illustration it simply says oral sex function noun date it was added to the dictionary 1973 definition oral stimulation of the genitals I've just regressed a 13-year-old to, like, tittering. Well, that, and that's why they have to take it off the shelves. But apparently, a parent complained about an elementary school student stumbling across the word in the classroom dictionary. He was not stumbling across it. He was well, looking for it. Even if he's looking up some other word and he's on the page, it's, you know, the problem does not rest with the presence of the word. It's the immaturity of this child and... You know, instead of the parent maturely talking to them about the, you know, how they would like it handled and stuff, they've turned around and yelled at the school district. They want all the books pulled off the shelves, and they have been pulled off. The dictionaries were initially purchased a few years ago for the fourth and fifth grade classrooms. You just so said all, handled and pulled off in the same I sentence. Know. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that, I think. But it's it's already now got an opening of. Well, they were purchased for the fourth and fifth grade classrooms, and they're going to find some second grade classroom where this dictionary, this evil dictionary, found its way in, 
And then that person, the teacher or whoever is responsible for allowing that book to be in there, will probably get reprimanded. That's just speculation on my part, but that's just yeah. the way things work, you know, especially in American schools. But we have a statement here from the district spokeswoman who says that the school officials will be reviewing the dictionary to decide if it should be permanently banned because of this sexually graphic entry. Oh, what a load of balls. It's just not age appropriate, the spokesman says, or spokesperson says, adding that this is the first time a book has been removed from classrooms throughout the district. So her point is we're quite tolerant. Uh, they just chose to go after the dictionary. She elaborates, it's hard to sit and read the dictionary, but we will be looking to find other things in that book of a graphic nature. She explained that other dictionary entries defining human anatomy would probably not be a cause for alarm. Has it got any other swear words in it, I bet? I remember when I was a kid, it, that was the first word you used to look for, shit. Or oh, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, it means poo. And the F word and lots of other words like that. It's just a kiddie little thing to do, but they're, they're in the dictionary because they mean something. What basically has happened is you have a couple of parents complaining, then you have a couple of parents now reacting the other way, then you have supporters of both reactions uh, within the school board. It's a whole thing. Like people are saying, well, if you're going to pull a dictionary, let's pull all the books. And then they're looking at, should they get a different dictionary? Should they get a different edition of the dictionary? It's It started small, but now it's rapidly growing to, to be in a number of other websites you know, it's it was in the Los Angeles Times. It was in the San Jose Mercury News. It, it's, I'm sure, within the end of the week, it's going to be on more than just regional things, and yeah. probably, and not just on the weird news sites. It'll, you'll probably be seeing it on some of the late night comedy things and things like that soon. See, I have a problem with that sort of thing sometimes. Uh, in this country, uh, there, there's certain people that want to do good for other people. But in in terms of doing that good, they outrage thousands of other people, which turn around and said, well, I don't want him to correct that for me. See, over here, you have Christmas holidays, yeah? Mm-hmm. But some dickhead somewhere decided, no, you can't call it Christmas because that might offend blah, blah, blah. Yep. So it's called, um, what, what was it called instead of Christmas holidays? Just the holiday season or... Uh, something and he's trying to protect a minority which don't care but he's causing up a, a fuss and so everyone is like oh in arms oh well you guys don't want it what, what can we do and it just spirals out of control I, I I don't understand where people get off on that I, there's just no need for people to meddle in in stuff like that if if the kid found it offensive then just don't pick up the book or just tell the teacher, oh, yeah, can you just put it on a higher shelf so, you know, none of the, you know, fourth graders or whatever can read it. Well, but it's also, it's it's a reference book. It's not a how-to book. It's not adult erotic fiction. No. It's, if if you want a kid to be able to find out what something means without being in a compromising way or exposed to something potentially beyond the scope of what you want them to see or know... I mean, the dictionary is about as bland as you can get. You're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. I think I'll do this one. Okay. Uh, gamer Sal9000 fell head over heels for his sexy skirt, doe eyes, and wit of Nene Anieski, I think her name is. The star of a dating simulation game, Love Plus. I've never heard of this game, by the way. No. I don't know if I should have. Uh, last well, month... There's no point now, she's not available. So. Well, yeah, I, I can't pull her now, can I? This is a bit of a shame. <laughs> uh, last month, Cell 9000 decided to bring about the first union between human and game... Uh, and a video game character. Dressed in a white tuxedo, Sal held Nene in the air, looking lovingly at her screen of a okay. portable red console and gave his vows at a small sm ceremony with an internet audience of thousands. Well, uh, not to get into a whole philosophical thing that's going on here in the United States, but I, that's not a marriage. In, in Not even in the legal kind of sense that, that people look for same-sex marriages to be accepted here in the United States. And I mean, I understand, like, whether it's a civil union or a marriage, there's certain 
joint ownership, there's um, guardianship, you know, all kinds of things that come with being married on top of, of your emotional and, uh, and physical kind of connecting. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, that's whether it's a civil union or marriage or whatever, you know, avoiding the whole differentiation between those, the step between that and just having a boyfriend or girlfriend or just a, a friendship is that extra legal binding. It's that, that common law, well, common law here, you know, you're together for seven years for all intents and purposes, whether you, you got legally married or not, you, whether you went through the ceremony, you have certain rights and obligations that come with being married here in the United States. None of that applies to this video game. Well, surely you have to be living and breathing for you to marry it. You, know, you won't be able to marry a door. You won't be able to marry a table. So why a computer game? What if this it's was some crazy. sort of bizarre scheme on his part? Like, say he knows he secretly has some awful blood disease that's going to require millions of dollars of, of expensive treatments and such. And his plan is to default financially and have his spouse who is technically <laughs> under the parent of this corporation owned by Nintendo him. I'm giving him too much credit yeah I think so apparently he said uh, Nene is better than a girlfriend uh, Nene is better than a human girlfriend according to Sal she doesn't get angry and if I'm late in replying to her well she gets angry but then she forgives me quite quickly oh god <laughs> All you'd have to do is shut your DS, wouldn't you? And why didn't she go down the aisle in a white DS instead of a red DS? And what happens when they upgrade, and you know, let's say 15 years from now, and, I mean, my son has a, a DSi that doesn't play the old games from his Nintendo uh, Game Boy SP the yeah. way the DS used to. So, I mean, what what's his legal obligation to make sure that she is transferred to an accessible quantity is someone gonna you know that's what's gonna happen some uh civil rights group is gonna sue on her behalf sue him (laughs) and say like you know what you have to invest money to keep your ds maintained and you have to invest a certain number of hours online it's just oh hi sal how's the wife oh she's actually hold on let me check she's booting up (laughs) she's got a virus (laughs) What a dickhead. Sorry. What <laughs> an absolute dick. He's and somewhere there's this really mental. cute girl who he works with or lives in the same building as who really likes him. He's kind of shy. She's watching all this go on, reading about it in the paper, seeing it on TV, and her head's just hanging heavy and low, just going, I was right here. Well, there's a girl at his work that looks very similar to the lady he's just married, and he's like, I've got you now. I've got you now, as he walks around in his underwear and... <laughs> Her well, the, in one hand. I want to say it's a movie, or it might have been a short story, or, or maybe just... I, I can't believe I'm just thinking this up on my own. I've seen this somewhere else before, but the idea that there's a model used for these kind of things, mm. or you know that it's a conglomerate, it, like in The Truman Show. In The Truman Show, um, Jim Carrey plays basically this boy who grows up in a, in a dome. His whole world is this fabricated reality TV show. Yeah. And he has this picture of this, this actress who was on the show. He kind of fell for her. They kicked her off the show. And he still thinks about her. And what he does is he pulls out like bits of magazine ads. And well, it's, it's like these eyes remind me of her. This hair reminds me of her. This chin, these lips and all. So it's kind of in reverse. He, he, like this video game character has probably got you know, the body of this porn star, the eyes of this TV star. Hmm. the voice of this other, you know, all these things kind of mixed together. But somewhere I've heard or seen or watched or read a story of someone kind of falling for that and going and looking for the source character. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, I, li- I, I love Alice in Wonderland, but I know that's based on a, a real girl, real person. I want to go and meet that person. So I'm surprised he didn't go that route. Or maybe some- he did and there's a restraining order. There's something a little bit perverted about it, though. Sorry. I know it's a dating game, and he he probably sits alone in his apartment, and oh, I wish I had a girlfriend like this, and you know, probably I don't know, just has nasty thoughts about her every now and again, and he's just not getting any friends, not going out, so he just spirals out of control, and then all of a sudden, oh, I know, 
I think I'll marry my DS. Well, he hasn't married the DS, he's married the character, hasn't he? But it's just all very perverted and just somewhere he he's turned into a mentor at some point in his in his little brain, I think. Yeah, but uh, where's his support group that's gonna step in before it gets too far and say, like, alright, you you gotta stop this. Unless it's Well, surely it's his family should have done that. Support. Surely yeah. Surely Family's the family friend. should have turned around and said, look, you're marrying a computer game. That's, that's not on. Sorry. Please don't do that. Well, maybe it's being overblown here. I mean, your your article is not the home article. This is this is covered in the European paper, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it may be more tongue-in-cheek than is coming across. But... but it still stands. He's married a pixelated character. Oh uh, yeah, well, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's Chinese whispers, isn't it? All the way through up until you know Sky News get hold of it, and then I read it, and it's only a very small thing. It's been bloated out by many people along the well, way to get to here, but yeah, I, I, it's worth looking into more. I'll have to take a, a closer look mm. and see if I can maybe find. Don't fall in love though. They're like sirens, you know. Oh, I see what he in. sees in her. <laughs> well, t- talking about stuff from another area getting reported locally and having it be, you know, maybe not taken the right way. I-, I have to ask you about my other article here, which is a story about London. It's in the paper here, okay, and it gets probably much more credit and attention. And it's, you know, at first glance, you sit there and go, "Wow!" In London. They have human beings will crawl in your bed for you in onesie pajamas and warm your bed. Why don't we have I've, that here in the United States? I've seen but, this. <laughs> well, that's, you know, now I'm looking and it says, well, there's three in Britain. So maybe it's not quite as, as grand as this sounds. But basically, for those who don't have the article in front of them, the Holiday Inn in Great Britain, and I guess it's specifically in London or I'm not sure. Oh, uh, there's... Two in London and one in Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. We'll have one of their staff members dress in an all-in-one fleece sleeper suit, climb into your bed for you with uh, special equipment so that they can get your bed to the temperature of 20 degrees Celsius. And I don't know how much they charge for it. I don't know who makes sure they don't do anything other than get in and get out. (laughs) It's brilliant, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) I think... How... How bad is it when someone's going to sit in the room and go, uh, excuse me, uh, did you forget something? Oh, yes, ma'am. Hold on. Puts the stuff on. Climbs in. I'm not sure that's quite 20 degrees yet. Yeah. Let me get the thermometer. All right, you may go. That's wonderful. Having people, having staff on bed warming duty as well. It's it's, it's my turn today. And what if they fall asleep in the bed? (laughs) Actually warming it up. And I and then you, you come home. Well, you you come back to the the hotel drunk, or a little bit tipsy, and you walk into the bed. and You forget that your bed warmers asleep in your bed, warm in your bed, and you crawl into the bed and snuggle up. And then in the morning, you wake up next to this bloke dressed up like a sheep. <laughs> or you call, you call and say, "I want someone up to warm my bed." You go jump in the shower or something. You, either he's there when you come out, or you forget he's taking because. How often do you ask for something from a hotel that takes a lot longer than it should for you yeah. to get it? Yeah. So you call at 8, knowing that you want to go to bed at 9. They're still not there yet. Oh, forget this. I'm going in. They'll knock on the door, use the key to let themselves in, <laughs> and climb right in bed with you. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I just visualize a, a bloke in a, a big woolly suit with like, the, the wall coming over his head, all zipped up, laying in your bed. And your little footy pajamas and all, yeah. Nearly done, sir. Hang on a minute. <laughs> he could Dutch oven it as well, couldn't he? See, now I also I don't like a warm pillow. I like my pillow cool. So if he's going to warm the bed, his head better not be on the pillow. Are you one of these people that turn their pillows over? Yes, especially oh, if I don't that. feel well. I'm always uh, that if I'm uncomfortable, that's what I'm messing with is the pillow. Yeah, I, I can understand when you're feeling uh, ill. That's fine. I I don't do it in the morning though. I prefer like the nice, warm, snuggly feeling. Well, you're in the right place then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try this out. If I uh, ever go to Manchester and use like a, a Holiday Inn, 
I'm gonna ask for bed warmers, please. You know, you go, you go to the hotel. You're all excited because you have the bed warmer. I'm oh, saying the bed warmer hotel, the bed warmer hotel, and you're checking out the staff, and you're like, "Well, I hope it's him. Well, I hope it's her." Ooh. And then, so, so do you have the bed warmer here? Oh yeah, Tony. And there's this big, repulsive-looking <laughs> guy strapping on his his latex and rubber because bed sores all over his bottom. Yeah. Don't worry, sir. He wears gloves. Ah, oh, body oh, condom. I'll have this baby warm for you in no time. <laughs> Hold he on. just lays uh, down. Yeah. I'll I'll pass. Well, there's so many questions about that. If that's your job, do you feel good about that? Do you are you happy to have that job? I'd uh I'd love it for a week. i really <laughs> and, and your performance review. Well, you know, uh checking the numbers, you only got to nineteen degrees in that one room three oh two. Well there were and what happens? You figure most people go to bed at approximately the same time. Yeah. So. Ah, so what would happen? Would You'd have to jump into bed within around about five minutes, otherwise it will be none and void, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. So what would happen? You'd be all ready to get into bed. You'd have your bed warmer, the big guy, laying in your bed, and he pulls over the covers, goes, right, there you go, sir, all lovely and ticking over for you. You just climb into bed. Would you like me to tuck you in, sir? And so he tucks you in. Would you like a little drink before we go to bed, sir? And then he walks out. Good night, sir. Shall I turn the lights off, sir? And turn. And then the you get off. up to go lock the door behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been tricked. Oh, oh, bizarre. But brilliant at the same time. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. See how that works. As far as the site goes, there's lots of sites that are, are pretty cool for like t-shirts and things like that. There's um, like t-shirt of the day things where you go and, and they have uh, like for 12 hours, you'll be able to get a certain t-shirt and then it's gone. You can't get it ever again. They had a special lost t-shirt that was made on one of those pages. Uh, a couple of cool. I got like a Godzilla one that I just happened to stumble on. And there's actually so many sites like this. There are, uh, Pages you can go to that kind of, I forget what they call it, ag- aggregators. Is that what they're called when they kind of pull from all different places? And I think so. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm not going to go through like all those sites. You can go just look up shirt of the day and stuff online, and, and especially because we have people from all over. I don't want to um, turn someone onto a site that they're not going to be able to order things from. But I did want to mention the site called Snorg Tees. S N O R G T E E S. And I mention it because uh, it came up in a Twitter conversation the other day. I actually have a, a couple T-shirts from here. And I not only have T-shirts, but sometimes I do the old uh, right-click, save picture as thing. Yep. Because they, they have the design of the shirt, and then I just keep them. They make uh, just kind of neat little things to have on a web page or you know, my make, kids uh, me collages and stuff. Neat little avatars as well, don't they? Yeah. So there's some clever things on there. The one that was in the conversation was, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade is a, a saying that goes on. Mm-hmm. But uh, a t-shirt that I had actually gotten for my, my brother says, if life gives you lemons, keep them because, hey, free lemons. <laughs> so witty, I know. But uh, overall, there's just a lot of things there that you probably wouldn't want to spend, necessarily spend money on. But it's, it kind of makes you smile, makes you know, kind of funny like just oh hey hey, cool they look uh better on a t-shirt sometimes don't they yeah the one i have uh that i i wear a lot actually is i have a sweatshirt um it's on here it's a red thing but i have a gray one it's it's a picture of a rock paper and scissors and it just says choose wisely underneath it because i'm that kind of guy well i'll tell you what if that's for the american market i'll give you this one uh, let me p- paste this one to you. Try that. This one's called truffleshuffle.co.uk, and you can get loads and loads of T-shirts from there as well. And they're they're full of um, old style T-shirts. You got Charlie Chalk. You got Footloose. You got the Raccoons. I don't know if you remember that uh, cartoon. Yeah, I remember that. With oh, who's the bad guy in the Raccoons? Oh, Cyril Sneer. I don't know. Actually, I don't know the shirt. I, I see the shirt. I don't know the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was yang. 
but it, it's a very similar site, but for the UK market as well. So there you go, an American market and a UK market. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a whole bunch of things like that, and I'm sure other people know other ones too. Hopefully, you guys will send them out to us. But there's uh, like the the shirt of the day things are kind of neat because some people, I guess, get paid if their shirt idea gets used. Sometimes they're just so random. But I never have time to really keep up on all that stuff. Yeah. The thing that you sent, this truffle shuffle, is a little more like, I guess the U.S. people would think of, I think it's called 80s tees. Okay. Where it's got a little more like the, the stuff from when we were growing up. The t-shirt you had when you were seven would be there. Oh, Let's I see. see. Yeah. Yeah, 80s tees, 80-S-T-E-E-S. You know, they have uh, a lot of t-shirts that would be what you see somewhere in a TV show and funny things and all. I can remember growing up in TV Guide and in magazines that you always had the music of the of the month club things. Yeah. And they had a t-shirt thing too where you could could get these things with, oh, that's such a funny shirt. It has this cool saying, oh, look, it's got that line that Spock says and, oh, something about a Wookiee. And you, it was like no one I knew ever had them and it wasn't the era of the internet. So yeah. You know, unless unless it was in your local mall, you weren't ever going to get something that. that it was always things. very hard to get that sort of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember when I was at school, there was a, one of the the kids came in with a jumper, and it was uh, Bassett's all sorts, but it was it looked like a knitted jumper, like it was knitted by his nan, but it wasn't. He said he he bought it from a shop, mm-hmm. and it was so cheesy that it would it looked good. It was one of them where he tipped over the line back into retros. Uh, style and it was just I've always wanted that jumper and I've never been able to find it anywhere we'll put the call out if yeah. anyone has a lead let Elton know yeah where can I get a uh, Bassett's all sorts jumper the fluffier and itchier the better well there's this TV show that we were talking about uh, I think we were talking about on air maybe not though uh, Better Off Ted which is on here in the United States and it's uh, it's a pretty funny show and they, it's about a fictitious company called Viridian Dynamics. So it's the kind of thing that there should be Viridian Dynamics sweatshirts and T-shirts and things like that because it's, it's a kind of a neat little logo. And it's on the same network that, that makes Lost. And on that network's website, they have a, a store. So I, you would think it's going to be overpriced, but you're going to be able to go there and get a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, whatever they and they have things for Lost and Desperate Housewives and what's the one with uh, McDreamy, Grey's Anatomy, right? But uh, you know they have a lot of Ugly Betty, but nothing for for the show. So they're basically forcing you to go out because if I go and just search online, I can find hundreds of shirts with that design and logo. They're all bootlegs though; they're all fakes. Yeah, yeah you and, want the real McCoy? Yeah. Well, I actually I care more just whether it's a quality piece of clothing you know, I, yeah sometimes you don't pay a lot and it's it's so flimsy or such a poorly screened thing but if if it comes from a reputable supplier i mean i feel bad about it but i i can't even buy it from the source it's their own fault well yeah yeah it should I'm be gonna, there for you to actually grab shouldn't it well i'm gonna lie to myself and say they probably sold the rights for these people to to do it but that you know that's never the case somebody just ends up taking a a screenshot from their high definition TV and you know printing out some t-shirts and stuff with it. Yeah, but that happens but then also you, you get this situation where um stuff comes out of copyright. It's only copyrighted for a certain amount of years, isn't it? Yeah. But this is this would still be it should be. No. Was wasn't there um a case recently, I think last year of lots of Popeye the Sailor Man uh, comics came out of copyright and everyone could just use him as they wanted now. They could uh, legally print him onto cups and T-shirts and just sell them willy-nilly. Something like that did happen. I do remember you talking about that. I, I do remember seeing that. But I know with Superman, though, whoever created Superman, that's they still own those rights. And you would think Superman's older than Popeye. Yeah, I suppose. Well, what? that's pretty cool. I'm going to definitely look at the Truffle Shuffle site. You know, just, and sometimes... For ideas, if I can't get it sent to the U.S., then I can at least look and look for things that you didn't even think of. Like, oh, I remember that. That's pretty cool. Or Yeah. Then you find it somewhere else. Yeah. Do you know what was cool when I was younger? Um, the belts, but you used to have the, the, the Snake S 
would be the clasp. I don't know if you remember them or not. I can picture it, yeah. I, you don't find them around anymore, but I'd love something like that, like a grown-up version of it. It'd be really retro, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Did okay. you ever have, um, like, a magnet belt buckle? No. I had those when I was little, and then when my son uh, first started wearing a belt, because he's so small, like, we were like, yeah, this belt from uh, <laughs> the store goes, like, around him twice. Mm. So we were trying to find So I ended up having to order something online, and I think it was from like a retro uniform store. <laughs> like this little little belt buckle. Yeah, real skinny fit. We're all about setting trends and all maybe we can def- like we can clothe our bombast human as the next step. <laughs> what do you donate for your bombast human to wear? Well, maybe we'd do that on a live, maybe. Yes. See how we go. All right. I th- I think we should close it out here. I think I think so too. So um... Our, our moral we got two routes we can go here we can go with Tim and his chin or we can go something more along the line of, of the stories we talked about okay what have we learned from the stories well we can paraphrase and just say a warm bed is a happy bed and we can leave it to the listeners to yeah. figure out why okay I'm, I'm yeah a warm bed is a happy bed alright so we'll be back probably in about 10 days because Lost is coming out next week and we're going to have to adjust our schedule with rethinking Lost so it may be a little disrupted We hopefully we'll be able to record but we may not be able to get it out edited as quickly as possible as That's normal right. nope, but we're, watch we're, for it we're still doing it for you yeah before Valentine's Day definitely we'll be up and about so keep an eye out for it send us more emails send us more comments i did see some reviews on itunes as i mentioned once before it's a pain in the neck that you don't get to see all the nations but i fooled around a little bit and looked like we had a couple of nice ones come in lately we really appreciate that guys cool thank you very much and uh i guess that's it we'll see you in uh a few days yeah see you very soon guys all right bye bye